Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're on SENZ. It is mornings with Ian Smith. Ricardo Ball in for Smithy while he's away at the T20 World Cup. Joining us now out of the UK is an Australian in exile, uh, John Davidson, rugby league journalist, writes for League Express, League Hub Com as well. He's got the By the Balls podcast. Uh, there's nothing this man doesn't do when it comes to rugby league. G'day, Johnny D. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. And you'd be uh, loving having the uh, the Rugby League World Cup in your own backyard. It being the focus, uh, haven't been up there for a while, mate. How, how's it been embraced in the north of England? Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been a very, very busy time. Uh, game after game, we've got, we've got two nights off at the moment, so a bit of a breather. And then um, straight back into it with the Kiwis on Friday night and uh, a glut of matches on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, it's been a, a feast of Rugby League and... Some fantastic games, great atmospheres. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know the, the outlook's been positive, mate. The Kiwis are getting underway on a Friday night, as you mentioned, your time Saturday morning, our time. Uh, their last pool game when they take on the Irish. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that game plays out, um, mainly because of who the Kiwis have selected. Jerome Hughes, first game of the World Cup. Dylan Brown is in there. I thought they might rest him for this one, given he's had an injury issue. And Jared Wairua Hargreaves making his first appearance as well. Yeah, they've um, obviously had a few few players out with injury and suspension, so keen to give them a run, I think. Um, and look, uh, yeah, it's a must-win game for Ireland, but um, I think it'll be the... You know the upset of all upsets. If uh, if the Irish can beat the Kiwis, they've looked very good against Lebanon and Jamaica, and they're just firming for the top spot in their group and uh, a likely quarter final against Fiji. Well, mate, you say about the Irish with the upset of all upsets. I mean, they did just beat the English cricket team at the Cricket World Cup. Um, not that I'm imagining <laughs> that you're talking about that too much with your uh, your English friends down the pub. No, I only I only just caught that on the uh, on the radio this morning, and I, I must admit I did have a chuckle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? There's nothing we love more, Australians and Kiwis, the English cricket team losing. Maybe except the English rugby That's team right. losing. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Basically, England losing, I think, just is generally quite fun to uh, to watch. But um, no, I think, I think New Zealand would be, will be far, far too strong. Um, they look very impressive against Jamaica, obviously, you know, a minnow, but, but even um, against Lebanon, who, you know, they showed their class of the week uh, Beating Ireland, you know they've got Mitchell Moses and, and Adam Dewey and some really good players. I think uh, the Kiwis are looking looking pretty tidy. The uh, Kiwis now that Jerome Hughes is back, obviously Dylan Brown is playing six. What does it mean, do you think, for Kieran Foran going forward? Yeah, I think I, I, I think his utility value is very handy as a as a bench player. But I th- I imagine that the um, the top halves 
uh, partnership there is Brown and Hughes. I think that they're probably the the best halves that New Zealand have got. And um, putting putting Manu uh, obviously at, at fullback, but um, Nickel Clodstack had a had a great game against Jamaica as well. Uh, with Tenny Zelezniak, I think it was four tries. So there's, there's a lot of options there for Madge, and that's exactly what you want. Options galore, and I tell you, uh, Ronaldo Molitano, uh, you've seen him, you know, on telly for the uh, for the Sharks in the NRL. But man, that boy's got some toe. I, I'd, I'd go as far as to say, and this is from a Manchester United fan, he's now the good Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, he's having a great tournament as well. Um, you know, there's been a number of wingers who have who have been catching a lot. Um, Ado Car, another one, but uh, Molitano is, is definitely um, enjoying himself over in England. Yeah, no, he's going great guns, mate. We should talk about the hosts. Uh, we have said that we like to see England lose. We've we've said that uh, openly in this in this interview already, but it's not going to happen in the group stages, is it? They've uh, smashed Samoa. Uh, too good for the French. They've just got the Greece uh, the Greeks to come, and you'd think that'll be a, a second string England team, and they rest everybody up for that quarter final. Yeah, they will. They're, they're going to rotate their squad, and, and obviously it's going to be a a big score for on the Greece who. You know they've been brave and valiant, but but obviously you know they're they're a mixture of, of full timers and part timers, and you know their first World Cup. It's uh, that's a pretty big ask, but um, no, England have England have been fantastic. I mean, that first opening score on Samoa, putting sixty points on them, I think that shocked everyone, uh, even England fans. And then uh, you know pretty accomplished against Greece, uh, sorry against France in in round two. So. It's looking like if you know things go the way, it'll be uh, a quarter final against PNG, and you know PNG won't be uh, pushed over. They won't be actually. I mean, I tell you, the team that I think has really punched above what I expected, and I, maybe this says something towards uh, how good Tony Ito is as a coach, is, is the Cook Islands. I mean, they came from behind to beat Wales. They took the lead against PNG and really pushed PNG the whole way. Yeah, they have. I, I, I mean, they've got a, a pretty handy team on paper. You know, a lot of NRL, a lot of uh, Super League experience, but obviously they, you know, they don't have a lot of funds. They don't get together very often. They don't play a lot of games. So they've been, yeah, they've been impressive. I mean, they they've got Tonga next up. Obviously, they have to win um, if they are to go through. And I think that's going to be uh, even though Tonga haven't really caught a light yet. I think that's going to be uh, a match too far for them. But they can definitely, um, you know, hold their heads high and, you know, pushing PNG all the way, beating Wales. It's been a good tournament so far for them. It's been a very good tournament for them. I, I have been uh, following you through the World Cup on Twitter, just uh, seeing uh, your takes on things. And uh, you know, one of them was that uh, you know Tonga really crying out for a halfback. I mean, I, I think they're better placed now than they have been in the past with playmakers, but it, it is still the weakness, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, they really, against, um, against uh, Wales, you know, they, they, I think it was an attitude thing. They just, you know, they thought they were going to rock up and win. And Wales, you know, they, they've been really, really impressive uh, in both their games, even though, you know, they've got League One uh, part-timers and, you know, barely even any even any Super League players in their team. But they're just being committed. They've competed on every play. And, and Tonga just sort of lacked a bit of a bit of direction, a bit of game management. They looked like they were trying to offload in every tackle and go sideways. They just really needed... Um, someone to kind of direct them around the field. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Tomalolo hasn't played a game yet. Um, he's been suspended, so he'll come back in the team. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see the, the Tonga that we've seen in, in 2019 and in 2017 sort of come alive in these in these later stages. It looks like they'll play Samoa in the quarterfinals. And obviously there's a, there's a fair rivalry there. So um, that could be a beauty. 
Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, I think it's probably fair to say you've been a bit disappointed uh, with the Welsh at this tournament. And they've been, you know, they've, they've had good moments, but they just haven't had consistency. Well, to be honest, I, I looking at the last World Cup, the last two World Cups, they haven't won a game. Uh, and I thought they'd be absolutely flogged. Um, you know, they were in a very tough pool and I thought they'd get decimated much like Scotland have. But they've been very credible. Um, John Key has done a, a, a great job. Um, and you know they were they were leading against the Cook Islands. They were leading against Tonga. They've not conceded uh, a huge amount of points, and um, I think they can really hold their heads high. I mean, it's just unlucky, perhaps in that opening game against the Cooks, that they um, didn't hold on for a win because I think it would have been deserved. Yeah, and it would have uh, made life really interesting for that last group game against PNG. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the Kumuls they 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 pushed Tonga all the way. Um, you know. Look like they. I, I think they deserved to draw. They, they conceded the, the winner with three minutes left, and you know they they were sort of up and down against the uh, the Cook Islands. So they'll be looking to to put a, do a number on uh, Wales and get into the quarterfinals themselves because they're they're a team with a lot of potential and a lot of talent, um, and obviously you know a rugby league mad nation in there in, in PNG. Going back to Group A, England obviously got that sewn up. Uh, Samoa France is the decider. I mean, it's hard to hard to see where Samoa are at. I mean, they, they got absolutely flogged, as you already mentioned, in the opening game, and then they beat Greece as expected and maybe didn't make, even put enough, as many points on them as expected. So it's hard, quite hard to know where Samoa sit. Are you confident that they have enough to get past France and, and get out of the group? I think they will. I think um, you make a good point. They're, they're probably, you know, they're, they're always expected um, to beat Greece. And, you know, in, at points in that game, they look really... Um, Really good. Uh, Jerome Luai directing things. Um, obviously, they've got, you know, stars across the field. But, but France will be a good test for them. I think France have, have improved from the last World Cup. You know, Trent Robinson is, is there as a as a coaching director, and I think he's having a good influence. But I still think Samoa, just, you know, with the, the size of their forwards, you know, the, the the talent that they can draw, not only the outside backs, but just right across the, you know, from 113, um, they should have, too much in the tank, um, but they, yeah, they they need to perform. They were they were dreadful in that opening game, and I think there's a lot of people wondering how Matt Parrish still has a job because he's been in charge for a Samoa for a long, long time, and they've they've really done nothing uh, during his tenure. Mm, yeah, I mean, there, there were other candidates for the job, and I, I think we've talked about it. Jeff Tuvey's in that in the back room. There, are, uh, there was some rumours there might be a bit of a mutiny, and Tuvey might end up coaching this team. Yeah, they've got they've got a huge coaching staff. They've got you know Lee Rodford from Castleford. They've got Daniel Holdsworth. They've got Tuvi. Um, there was obviously a, an incident with Willie Poaching the other week, um, who you know came into training and then was told he had to leave. So there was a bit of drama there. And obviously before the tournament, um, you had the Johns brothers and, and Sonny Bill Williams putting their hands up to get involved. So you think the raw materials just you know with the with the players are there for Samoa. They just really need to to put it all together. And um, you know this France game will be an indicator, and then if they play Tonga, you know, that's uh, that's another massive challenge. So, you know, it's in their own hands, I guess. We haven't spoken about the elephant in the room, John. Um, the kangaroos, uh, they've got the Italians <laughs> last in their group, but uh, no doubt they'll, they'll finish top, and uh, it looks very much like there will be a New Zealand-Australia uh, semi-final. What have you made of Mel's men and, and how they've gone and what he's done with the team? Yeah, I think just on that semi-final, I think people are, you know, the appetite's already wedding for that game at Ellen Road. That, you know, hopefully a sell out and could be the uh, the game of the tournament. But no, I, 
I think the Kangaroos have been, you know, I guess unsurprisingly in some ways, but considering they hadn't played since 2019 and that was a that was a loss to Tonga at Eden Park, they've they've looked really good. They've, you know, they're they're here. They mean business. Um, they made short change of Fiji, and then just you know the number they put on Scotland. Um, it had been raining all day. The conditions were atrocious, I should say, if I can get that out. Uh, but they didn't make a mistake. You know, 84 points, you know, more than a point a minute. And um, I don't know if you saw the tries, but, you know, some of the some of the play and just the way they moved the ball, it was it was pretty special. Um, you know, Josh Adokar is, after a tough year at the Doggies, is, is really enjoying um, playing with the quality of, of players in Australia. I tell you what, yeah, I mean, Brad Fittler must have been watching that game going, oh, I could have done with him at Origin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was unlucky to miss out at Origin because he's never let New South Wales down and he's, he's definitely doing the same uh, for Australia. You know, Nathan Cleary coming on and, you know, scoring 28, 28 points on debut gives Mal a bit of a, a, a dilemma there with, um, you know, does he go with DCU, does he go with Cleary to, to partner Munster? So, good problem for Mal to have. But, um, yeah, they've, they've looked like uh, they're here to retain the trophy and they'll be very tough to beat. Yeah, I guess it's a, a juggling act for Mal. Do you go with a guy uh, with, with a combination, the Queensland combination, or do you go with a guy that's the best in his position? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, they, they obviously they've they've got that um, partnership with Origin for a few years, uh, and it's it's been very successful. But you look at what Nathan Cleary's done in the NRL with Penrith the last two seasons. Um, you know, he's he's an outstanding player. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting choice for that semi final who he who he goes with. Yeah, we'll be uh, we're looking forward to that, mate. Uh, just a couple of things uh, off the field. Um, there's there's been a bit of criticism, particularly mainly on social media and particularly in this part of the world about the Rugby League World Cup and about it being too one sided in the group games. Maybe they need to have a play in before they get to this this side uh, this this uh, point in the tournament, so we don't end up with eighty four nil score lines. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, I think it's. It's a part of it's a part of World Cup. It's a part of part of growing the um, the game. I mean, I I had a, had a quick look at you know the 2019 and 2015 Rugby Union World Cups, and you had similar score lines. You know, when the All Blacks were playing Canada and the United States, and um, you know these sort of these sort of countries, Uruguay, um, you know, against South Africa and Australia, and you do see you know 60, 70, 50 points put on. Uh, I think that's just part of part of a World Cup, um, you know, and if we, you know, I think I think Tonga came in 20 to 30 years ago and, um, you know, got beat 70 nil. and if, if we got rid of them then, you know, where would Tonga be now? They wouldn't be beating Australia and Great Britain and the Kiwis, would they? So I think this is just part and parcel of, of growing the sport and, you know, you look at what, um, you know, people are doing in Jamaica and Greece and actually growing the sport, um, you know, the Rugby league was banned in Greece up until July. <laughs> you know, people were getting arrested for playing the game, and you know they've got a they've got eight domestic players, and they're not they're not just a heritage heritage team. They're they're really you know putting an effort to, to grow the sport there. So I think it's a fantastic achievement, and they should be applauded and supported. And you know, hopefully in, in World Cups to come, they'll be a lot more competitive. Good stuff, Johnny. Go well, mate. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.